Hello, I'm Jerry Savell. Welcome to our broadcast today. And if this is your first time to view our program, we want to say thank you, and we would appreciate it, if at all possible, when it's over with, contact us and let us know that you have been inspired, that it has caused your faith to go to another level. That's what this broadcast is all about, taking your faith to another level so that you become the winner in life that God has called you to be. We're talking about relentless faith. We're going to take you back into our service here at Heritage of Faith Christian Center where I was teaching on this subject. And if you have your Bibles with you, go ahead and get them open to Genesis chapter 12. We're going to be talking about, first of all, God's promise to Abraham. I will bless you. That means I will empower you to prosper. I will empower you to succeed. I will empower you to increase. That's God's promise, not only to Abraham, but to his seed. And the Bible says, we are the seed of Abraham. So get ready to see how that you can develop a relentless faith in receiving God's blessings on your life. Open your Bibles, first of all, this morning to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Very, very familiar scripture. Verse 2, God speaking to Abram, which you know he later changed his name to Abraham. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee. Say that with me, and I will bless thee. I will bless Say it again, and I will bless thee. I will bless thee. That was not only God's promise to Abraham, but also his promise to Abraham's seed. I will bless you and I will bless your seed. And then the apostle Paul picks up on this in Galatians chapter three and says that if you belong to Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So I have the right to expect to be blessed by God just as much as Abraham had that right. Why? Because I'm the seed of Abraham in my generation. You're the seed of Abraham in your generation. So that means that promise is still good today. Still good for his people today. So how many of you consider to be one of God's people? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm one of God's people. And I have every right to be blessed just like my father Abraham. I truly believe there's nothing more enjoyable to God than blessing his people. Well, Brother Jerry, if he likes it so much, why isn't he blessing me? Well, maybe you're the problem. (laughs) I truly believe there is nothing more enjoyable to God than blessing his people. Now, I know that's, that's true with every good father. Fathers like blessing their children. Fathers like doing good things for their children. I know I do. Amen. Amen. You ask my children and they'll tell you, our daddy loves us. <laughs> Amen. Because love is not just words, it's action. You know. And I love doing things for my children. Uh, even though they're grown and got their own families, I still love doing things for them. I still love blessing them. You know, and you've heard me say this before, but when they were real little and And uh, I was just launching out into this ministry, traveling all over the country, endeavoring to establish the ministry. I'd get ready to leave home and usually they were both still asleep. 
and I'd walk into their rooms and, and I'd have a little envelope and I'd, I'd write on the outside of it, pocket change. And I'd put it on their end table. I'd wake them up, kiss them, tell them, uh, daddy's leaving, I'll be back in a few days. And I left you some pocket change. And it truly was change. <laughs> you know, just whatever I had. And, uh, and then, of course, the Lord continued to bless us. And I never stopped doing that. So I'd put that envelope on there and the uh, amount that I would leave would increase. Amen. Amen. I still like doing that for them today. You know, they come to the house sometimes and I say, uh, daddy's got you some pocket change. Well, it folds now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I still love doing that. And sometimes they'll say, daddy, you don't have to do that. We, we got our own lives and everything. I said, yes, I do. I'm your daddy. I'll always be your daddy. I don't care if I be 110 and you're whatever your age is, I'm still going to bless you. Amen. I love blessing my children. I love blessing my grandchildren. Amen. And now I've got a grand, great-granddaughter I love blessing. I, in fact, Rachel sent me a picture the other day. I bought her this purse, a Louis Vuitton purse, right after she was born. And now she's carrying it around. And she sent a picture to me, and she's standing there with that Louis Vuitton purse. And I knew what she said. Papa, I'm ready to go shopping. You know? I love blessing my children. I love blessing people. Amen. It's what to do, man. It's what to do. Yeah. Amen. I'm always looking for opportunities to bless people. Amen. And uh, I got that from hanging around, running with God, my father. He's always interested in blessing us. God is not the one withholding. He's not the thief. The thief, Satan comes to kill, steal, steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. The Amplified Bible says, not only have life, but enjoy life. Yeah, life is more enjoyable when you're blessed. Isn't that true? When you're blessed by God. So don't ever forget that God enjoys blessing his people. It's one of his greatest joys. Now, sometimes Christians overlook the fact that God's blessings are conditional. Well, I lost my crowd. God's blessings are conditional. Amen. You know, even when my children were growing up and, and uh, I'd, I'd promised to do something for them, usually there was a condition. You don't do that? Yes, you do. Don't look at me at that tone of voice. <laughs> you know, uh, my dad would tell me when I was growing up, now, son, I'm, uh, you know, when he got me my first car, said, now, son, because he knew me, because <laughs> I was taken after him, because <laughs> he was always racing, but he did it legally, <laughs> you know, on a track somewhere. But I don't know, it's just more fun in the streets. You know, he said, no, son, if I, 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 I'm getting you this car, but if I catch you racing it, I'm going to take the keys away from you. So there was a condition of enjoying that car. 
And I enjoyed that car. It was a hot 57 Chevrolet. Wow. Amen. And you just, you just, you just got to test it sometimes. <laughs> you know, you just, you know, why you have all that horsepower and never tap into it. So, you know, I'd have to test it sometimes, but my dad always caught me, especially when I was in high school. And uh, I'd come home and dad would still be up and uh, I'd walk through the den on my way to my bedroom and dad would be sitting there, usually in the dark, just waiting for me. <laughs> and he'd say, did you beat that 64 Impala? I said, what's 64 Impala? He said, the one you raced on West 70th Street after you left the Dairy Queen. I said, Dad, how do you know these things? He said, son, I work on every cop's car in this town. They all know your car and they call me and say, Jerry's racing again. <laughs> I'd reach in my pocket and get the keys because that was the deal. If I catch you racing in the streets, I'm taking the keys away from him. I'd walk over there and hand him the keys and I'd think, oh man, I got to ride that stupid school bus tomorrow. And I got the hottest 57 Chevrolet in town. And I'm grumbling all the way to my room, thinking that I had to ride that school bus. And I'd get in bed and my light would come on. And my dad would stand over my bed and he'd say, boy, that thing will run when his son would pitch the keys back to me. <laughs> my punishment would last all of 15 minutes, you know. <laughs> Well, I told Jerry Ann when she got her first car. And Jerry Ann, I'm going to get you this car. But if I catch somebody else driving it, if you let somebody else drive it, because I don't insure other people, I'm insuring you. And I don't want you letting anybody else drive it. And if you do, I'm going to park it. Well, she went out the first day. Daddy, can I, can I go show my friends? Sure. And the first day, now she's coming right down Main Street Crowley. And uh, I had to go to, to town one day or that same day. And I'm, I'm going down into Crowley. She's coming out of Crowley. And I, I mean, I can't help but recognize the car. I just bought it. And some boy's driving it. She's sitting in the passenger seat. And when I saw her, I, I waved. <laughs> and she went... <clears throat> And then I, when she raised her head back up, I said, she knew what I meant, take it to the house. She, she lost her ability or privilege to drive her new car in less than an hour. <laughs> we parked it by the shop back there and I took the keys. And I gave them back to her in about 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but there was a condition, okay? It's not uncommon for parents to give their children conditions. You know, I mean, uh, certain things that, that I wanted to do, the condition was, if you make good grades. Anybody ever told your children, if you, if you make good grades, then yes, that'll happen, or I'll do that for you, or I'll get that for you. So why would we have a problem if we do that? Why would we have a problem if God does that. Yeah, but brother, we're under grace. Grace does not mean you can live any way you want to and expect to be blessed. That's not what grace means. Amen. 
The Bible says we are saved by faith through grace. Grace got us in. Amen? But grace does not give us the right to live any way we want to live and expect the blessings of God to come on us. You know, I, I have a big problem with some of the grace teaching today because people think that's a license to live any way they want to live. And, you know, we're already forgiven. Well, we are forgiven. But at the same time, you will notice that that little word if that is quite frequently seen in the Old Testament, it is also in the New Testament. Thank you for your enthusiasm. So go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 28 for a moment. Deuteronomy chapter 28. You're all familiar with this. Talking about the blessings of Abraham. I like having the blessings of Abraham on my life. And then notice in verse 2. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now, that's Old Testament. But are you telling me we're not required under the New Testament to listen to God and obey his voice? Amen. It's still a requirement that we are to listen to God and obey his voice. Can you say amen? amen. So let's see if we can find some ifs in the New Testament. Go to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm stating these things and talking about this this morning, I want people to experience God's best. And I know most of you feel the same way. You want people to experience God's best. And if they're not, there's got to be a reason why. It's not, it's not, God's not the problem. Amen. It's like it's been said, we have discovered the enemy and it's us. <laughs> you know, you need to point your finger in your own face and say, I've discovered my problem. It's right here. Amen. So notice in John chapter eight and verse 31, if thou shalt continue in my word, then you shall be my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now notice there is a condition to freedom, according to Jesus, if you continue in my word. If you don't, then can you still expect to be free? Apparently not. Because he said, if you continue in my word, then you'll be my disciples indeed, and you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Amen. So it's all conditional on how much time you spend in his word. Can you say amen? amen. Little time in his word may produce little freedom. A lot of time in his word, a whole lot of freedom. More time in his word, more freedom. The more time you have in his word and the more freedom you're going to enjoy. Hallelujah. But once again, notice that little word, if, if, hallelujah. Now go to Mark chapter nine. 
Mark chapter 9. And look at verse 23. Jesus said unto them, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. But notice that little word, if. If, if, if. That means a condition. If you can believe, then all things are possible to him that believeth. How many of you want all things possible to you? Then it is based on if you believe. Can you say amen? amen? All right. Now, let's go to the book of James, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. And let's look at verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. And then it goes on to talk about that the doer of the word shall be blessed in his deed. Now, you don't see the word if there, but it is understood. Amen. If you are a doer of the word and not a hearer only, then you shall be blessed in your deeds. Would you agree to that? If is, is understood to be there. If the condition is... If you are a doer and not just a hearer, then you're going to be blessed in all your deeds. So I want to be blessed. Anybody else want to be blessed? I want to live a blessed life. Anybody else want to live a blessed life? I want the fulfillment of God's promises in my life, and I want the fulfillment of all of God's promises in my life. Amen. I want the prophetic word to come to pass in my life. I, I want abundant overflow to be my testimony this year. I want my testimony to be, I have experienced an unprecedented outpouring of the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. But I, I know that that is just a, a, a wish if I'm not meeting the conditions. Amen. 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 Are you still with me? All right, now let's go to the book of or Psalms, Psalm chapter 15. And this is something I, I ministered uh, recently in Granbury at a, at a special event. And I felt led of the Lord to share it with you this morning. Psalm 15. In verse one, David is asking some questions here of the Lord. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? And apparently God is answering him and saying, he that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart, he that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbors, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in other words, David is saying, um, who gets to be close to you? Who, who, who has the privilege of being close to God? And then God answers him. In other words, 
meet these conditions. Now, let me read it to you from the message translation. I think it's quite funny. God, who gets invited to dinner at your place? <laughs> uh, how do we get on your guest list? And then the answer is, walk straight, act right, tell the truth, don't hurt your friends, don't blame your neighbor, keep your word even if it hurts. Notice conditions. Anybody want to have dinner at God's house? Do you want to be on his guest list? The Passion Translation says it this way. Who presumes the privilege of being close to you, living next to you? The answer, those who are passionate and wholehearted, always sincere, always speaking truth, trustworthy. They refuse to slander or insult others. They never listen to gossip or rumors, nor would they harm a friend with their words. They despise evil and evil workers while commending faithful or commending the faithful who follow after truth. They make firm commitments and follow through even at great cost. Wow. Conditions. Conditions. You want to be invited to dinner at God's house? Then he says, these are the conditions. Now, Here's the Savelle paraphrase, the Savelle translation. Who has the privilege to enjoy your blessings? <laughs> Who has the privilege of enjoying your blessings? Now, when I first came to the Lord, those are, those are kind of questions that I had. You know, I, I, I first heard about the blessing of Abraham and that God would bless us through the minister of Kenneth Copeland, 1969. I didn't know anything about any of this. And at that point, I'd never even heard of the phrase, the blessing of Abraham. And I, you know, we grew up in a Christian home, went to a little country Baptist church down at the end of the road. Now, I don't remember one time. Now, my pastor may have talked about it, but I don't remember one time him ever mentioning the blessing of Abraham. I do remember him saying, there's none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We heard that every week. And, and he was a good man. I mean, you know, uh, our pastor, Brother Jerry Smooker, <laughs> he was loved by everybody in the neighborhood. He was, just a, he was just a good man. But I don't ever remember him talking about the blessing of Abraham. I don't ever remember him talking about uh, if, you be, if you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and entitled to the blessings. I never heard that until Kenneth Copeland came and he talked about the blessing of Abraham. And, and then after I surrendered my life to the Lord and started studying it and finding out what the blessing of Abraham was, then obviously I wanted that on my life. And so I would ask the Lord certain questions like, how, how, do you, how do you position yourself to experience the blessing of the Lord? How do I get in on it? Now, I got in on it through what Jesus did at Calvary. Okay? That qualified me. But, but I can't 
live like I did when I was a sinner and expect to enjoy the blessings. So there were certain criteria, certain things that I needed to change in my life. And that came by the renewing of my mind through the Word of God. And the more I spent time in the Word of God, then I began to learn certain things about what would position me to experience God's blessings and not just occasionally, but all the time. Hello, I'm Brother Jerry, and I have some exciting news for you. The Jerry Savelle Bible School is now ready. You can enroll. Each course is online, and we're excited about this School Without Walls. You know, the great thing about it is you don't have to come to Fort Worth, Texas and enroll and be in the classroom. You can take each course at your own pace, at your own time. As you enroll and begin to take these courses, you're going to receive in-depth teaching from God's Word. It's going to help build a foundation for living by faith and learning how to receive everything that God has for you. I'd like for you to prayerfully consider enrolling in this Bible school. I believe it will be very beneficial official for you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to impart into your life. Regardless of what life throws at you, your faith can remain unmoved. You can outlast and overcome every challenge. Today's special offer, the Relentless Faith Package, contains Jerry Savelle's four-part CD series, More Than Enough, his inspiring book, Living in the Fullness of the Blessing, and his eye-opening book, The Established Heart. In this package, Jerry teaches how to be unshaken by turmoil and pressure, how to trust God during times of testing, why God's blessing is so important, and what you must do to walk in God's blessing. You will never gain God's best by being a quitter. You have to learn how to become relentless and fight for the promises of God. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Relentless Faith Special Package. You can push back against discouragement and develop a bold faith that refuses to accept less than God's best. Do you want everything God's promised you? Are you interested in experiencing the blessings of Abraham on your life? where you're entitled to it. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, then you are the seed of Abraham and everything God promised Abraham's seed, that belongs to you. Now, what it takes is a relentless faith. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that God had promised to him. You learn to stick it out and you'll get everything God has promised to you as well. Once again, our resource package this week, my book entitled, The Established Heart. This is a powerful little book full of revelation that I know will be an inspiration to your faith once you read it. And it's so thin, you can read it on your lunch hour or just in a few moments. And I believe, praise God, once you do, you're going to realize what a life-changing message it contains. And then my three or four CDs, rather, series on more than enough, God's best for your life. He wants not you just to get by or to just have a little or just enough, God wants you to have more than enough, an abundant supply. Why? So that your needs are met and you can get involved in the needs of others. And then also the little book entitled Living in the Fullness of the Blessing. These are all available. All you have to do is look on our screen and you can order them or go to our website and you can order them. The price is shown. We'll see to it that you get them right away and I know once you do, 
you're going to be blessed by them. So join me again next week as we continue on this theme, Relentless Faith. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.